0: Welcome to Momentum Radio, the podcast where you get to hear moms share their stories of how they are making waves of momentum in the world. I am your host, Brooke Marcoviches, founder of Momentum Marketplace, a market of goods and services powered by moms. We are on a mission to get moms paid so they can lead a flexible life. This podcast is for you no matter what season of motherhood you are in, whether you are in the thick of the baby toddler years or struggling with your teenagers. We are here to share stories of motherhood and help all moms gain momentum in their life. Welcome back to Momentum Radio. Today we are talking to Sarah Moskoff, who is the CEO and co-founder of Winnie. Winnie is a marketplace for daycare and preschool, helping over 4 million parents across the United States. Sarah has a background in consumer technology and product management, Prior to founding Winnie, she was the director of product at Postmates, and prior to that, held product leadership roles at Twitter, YouTube, and Google. She graduated with a computer science and engineering degree from MIT, and she lives with her two daughters and one more baby on the way and her husband, Eric. I have been following Sarah for a while now, and I really love Everything that she's putting out there about being a CEO and a mom. So go and follow her on Twitter and Instagram. And then go download the Winnie app because if you are a parent that has not had to deal with daycare or preschool issues, then you are in the minority, and good for you because it is hard to find daycare and preschool and figure out where to put your kid and who has a wait lists and who doesn't, and where you can find um, just solid daycare uh, and care for your children. So please go and download Winnie, and then let's dive in and listen to this awesome episode that I really enjoyed interviewing Sarah for. You. thanks for having me of course Excited so to be on yes so what has been your craziest motherhood moment so far
1: I don't really know a moment that isn't crazy <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like as I've spent more and more time as a mom like it is it is harder and harder to phase me and things that seem crazy uh you know don't even like register on my radar anymore Mm -hmm. um so when I think about like crazy moments like it's still the moment I became a mom to my Mm -hmm. first daughter um and I like had this you know really long labor and childbirth and like all I wanted to do after giving birth was just like rest and recover and take care of myself and then Mm -hmm. you're just handed this newborn And I think it was at that moment that I realized, like, oh, my God, this is now my responsibility for the rest of my life, and I don't get time to take care of myself anymore, Um, or at least it felt like that at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just this really, like, overwhelming, crazy, out-of-body experience to kind of come to that realization that... You know, you go through all these other milestones in life and you think having a child is going to be like, you know, getting married or buying a house or getting a job. Um, but it's nothing like those other milestones because your life is never the same afterwards. It's not even close. Um, and I think that was like the craziest thing for me was realizing that I had just done something that was, didn't look like anything I had ever done before. <laughs>
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. It's all been less crazy since then. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
0: It's like some of the, like today, like this is totally random. Apparently, lots of moms bring up poop on my podcast, so everybody jokes about it. But I was like, my kid had a total blowout as we're trying to leave uh, preschool this morning. And I just was laughing at it because I'm like, this happened so many times to me. Like how many times has yeah. this really happened? And I was thinking about new moms and like they probably get so stressed. But you know, when you're on your second child, like it doesn't, we're like, okay, we've had tons of blowouts. We're good to go. <laughs> so,
1: it's just motherhood is I so I mean, funny. at this point, like if I'm not covered in poop, I'm like surprised and delighted. Yeah.
0: Yes, that is very true. When you're like don't have snot or poop or pee or all the things on you. <laughs> oh, motherhood. Well, let's talk about your life before having kids. So, let's hit a little bit yeah. on your journey working um in tech as a female.
1: Yeah, so I uh had a, had a, had and do still have a great career in tech. I joined Google right out of college and Google is and was like an awesome place to work you know it kind of felt like an extension of college at the time with free food on campus and a gym and lots of young people um And then I wanted a smaller company experience. So I joined a startup called Twitter uh, and it was a small startup at the time. uh, And that was a very exciting experience because I got to see Twitter really grow and IPO and all these things that uh, you don't necessarily get joining any random tech company. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I joined Postmates as their head of product I got to, you know, report to the CEO and be on the leadership team. Um, And that was like an interesting experience in seeing kind of the, how a startup is run. Um, I I didn't get that experience at Twitter. I got to be part of this great growth company, but I wasn't on the leadership team. I wasn't fundraising. I wasn't Mm -hmm. in board meetings. Um, And I got got that experience at Postmates. Um, And I had every intention of, Uh, when I became pregnant with my first daughter of, uh, you know, coming right back to work and going full steam ahead and picking up where I left off. Um, And I think, you know, after I had her, a (laughs) lot of, a lot of things changed and my, my needs um, in in terms of what I wanted as a job in tech really changed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think like that was the first moment I realized, like I was, Maybe different from, even though I was constantly surrounded by a lot of men, especially working in engineering and product, um, they're very male dominated fields in tech. um, It wasn't until I became a mom, like, and even while I was pregnant, I didn't feel, I didn't really feel uh, like there was really any difference between me and my like young Single male colleagues, mm-hmm. um, but then when I became a mom, like I, I realized my needs as an employee are pretty different.
0: Yeah, for sure. I totally, I totally know that um, feeling as well because I had a similar, similar feeling, and I came back to work. After I had my first child and I was just like, oh, this is not working. Like I loved working and I loved being there, but I just that lack of flexibility and just the difference it was, it was like a light bulb switch went off um, when I became a mom that life was just so different. Um, Yeah. So kind of what was your plan? Obviously, that wasn't your plan (laughs) to stop working um, at at Postmates and, you know, kind of change gears. But did you have any sort of plan at that time when you decided to back off?
1: Yeah, so I I actually came back to work, you know, six weeks after having my daughter, I was back and ready to go. uh, And I didn't, Expect that things were going to change, but I think two things happened. one I realized I wanted something different out of what I was doing with my time I wanted to work on something that I felt like was having a real impact, especially on families um, But also like the way I was treated definitely changed mm-hmm. um, And I think this is I've learned now later Reflecting on this is actually a common thing that happens to a lot of women. Um, that they, you know, sort of get discarded after having children. And yeah. even if they don't want their responsibilities to change, uh, sometimes they do, um, even without wanting to, wanting to step back or step off the gas. Uh, and so I found myself with kind of like a smaller role and a, and a job that just didn't feel like it was as important uh, especially now, in light of all these problems I was facing as a parent, mm-hmm. um, and really i I realized like I could be putting my talents and my ability to work with world class product and engineering people um, mm-hmm. to to bear on problems that were that were facing families uh, and I also happened to meet my co founder um, where I was working, and she had two young children and, and, felt very much the same as me that like, where, why were we working on this? And we can work on something much, much more important, much bigger. Um, and where were all the like world-class engineers uh, when it, when it came to parenting and yeah. childcare, like why were they not working on those problems that were mm-hmm. affecting us, uh, you know, so deeply? Yeah, for sure. And
0: I love that because we've been doing a lot of research, uh, in our company of looking at that transition moment of literally, cause I experienced that too. And just that transition time where we make that decision and just kind of all of those things that have changed in our life and, um, how we want like to be working on something big at that point, like, and that's why so many women start businesses, um, after they've had kids because just that shift kind of goes off. They're like, there's some big stuff to be tackling. And how can I use my skills to do something with that? So I love that you took that shift and kind of <laughs> went for it. Um, so let's talk about though, you start Winnie. you make this huge transition in your life, and then your husband gets this email that basically changes everything. Um, could you please talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, my co-founder and I, we realized, like, we, we, could, we could do something about the fact that, you know, all these, especially women, were kind of facing this struggle where now, we were, now we're all working. Like, this is mm-hmm. the, gen- the generation where the majority of households um, actually don't have a stay-at-home parent. Um, the vast majority of women are working, at least part-time. And so we're, we're now faced with this double whammy of child-rearing and working, the, the workload hasn't changed. If anything, it's increased. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have less time to do it. So uh, my co-founder and I, we quit our jobs within a day of each other. We started Winnie in January 2016 um, with the idea really being to help use technology to solve problems for parents. And, and later on, we realized that the, the problem we could solve was childcare, mm-hmm. um, but but that, that wasn't immediately apparent to us. Um, And so we started in January, we actually started raising a little bit of funding kind of right off the bat, um, and hired two team members. Um, And while I was in the midst of this, my husband uh, started feeling ill, like he had, I I think, what is typically described as like the man flu. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, okay, I have a baby, I had a, you know, six month old at the time had a brand new company. I was fundraising. I was like, you can deal with your cold uh, and get back to me when you're feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was pretty dismissive, something I obviously regret a lot in retrospect. Um, but it was a few months of him just like feeling miserable. Um, and ultimately, uh, his, his doctor said like, let's get your tonsils out. They thought he had tonsillitis uh, and that would be like the, the fix to all his problems. So, uh, he did that. He went in for, for a tonsillectomy surgery to remove his tonsils. Um, and it's like, uh, in, you know, you're, you're, you get released from the hospital that day, mm-hmm. It's a couple week recovery where you can't eat anything but liquids, but like you survive and people are fine after yeah. that surgery. Um, So my mom actually offered to like fly in and help me out with the baby and with taking care of him. And I was like, mom, that's not necessary. I'll be fine. Uh, but she kind of insisted. Um, and so I felt like I was again, like overreacting to this surgery and his (laughs) illness. Um, he gets his tonsils out and he's like recovering on the couch and we're watching TV. And then the next day, uh, he got an email. So apparently anytime you get an organ removed from your body, they send it to a lab to biopsy it and look at it under a microscope and check (laughs) that it's not cancerous. Uh, And indeed it was cancerous. So he, you know, the the cause of all his problems was not like his tonsils. It was that he had cancer uh, and a pretty aggressive form of cancer. Um, And like the fact that he spent so long kind of missed. Diagnosed, it yeah. didn't help, um, and and we found out about it through an e- an automated email that he got uh, from the lab, which kind of came on a weekend before the doctor actually even got a chance to look at it. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, that that really kind of changed everything. At that point, I didn't even know if I could keep running this company. Um, it, or even take care of my daughter like I didn't even know how I was going to do that I just kind of handed her off to my mom um and tried to figure out like what kind of treatment my husband was getting and if he was going to live which wasn't yeah. even clear at the time
0: Ugh.
1: well uh so spoiler alert yes spoiler he's, alert he's we're okay. mission and, now and healthy so it's you yeah. know, over three years later um and, you know, he went through like intense chemo and a lot of recovery, but uh, he made it through and, and my company has survived as well. Um, yeah. it, you know, that's a credit to my team, not mm-hmm. me. Um, but, you know, after going through that, I kind of realized like nothing else is challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why nothing really faces me anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm like, if I can get through that, I, I can get through anything. Hmm.
0: you know I think that that as much as I cannot even imagine how much that sucked like so much in the moment and just I thankful for your mom being able to come in and help because I totally would need my mom um if something like that went down it just it's crazy but I love because I've been following your journey probably since your husband got diagnosed um I just love Seeing him with the kids and all the happiness that is going yeah. down in your life right now, and you're pregnant with your third kid, which just you're amazing. Raising rounds while pregnant, like holy moly! <laughs> so yay for Sarah because <laughs> that is just truly amazing. But I, I'm sure that it has helped because you've been through such a hard time, and now you're just like nothing's gonna phase you because you're just gonna go for go for it and um, do what you what you feel like you're meant to do. So.
1: Yeah, I feel like if I'm relatively healthy and my family's relatively healthy, that's pretty much the most I can ask for. And uh, everything on top of that is just gravy. So I I really don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Uh, And I think that that has helped a lot also in starting a company because there are so many ups and downs um, and so many times when you feel like, okay, I should just quit. This is ridiculous. There's no reason to keep going at this point. Mm-hmm. Um and uh now it's like i don't why would I quit if I can keep going i 'll keep going the The small things and the bumps in the road um are just that they 're just bumps in the road, and I just plow right over them mm-hmm. that's
0: that's awesome. So let's talk about this amazing company that you've created through all of this craziness. Let's talk about Winnie. Um, I want moms to truly know how amazing this app is and how it can impact and help them.
1: Yeah. So Winnie helps parents find daycare and preschool. It's very simple. It's free. You can go to winnie.com or download it on the app store. on iPhone and Android Uh, it's available across the United States. Um, And what it does is it has really detailed information on all the licensed daycares and preschools. Um, So stuff like hours and prices and what age of kids they accept and reviews from other parents. Um, And then providers are also using our platform. So they're indicating on Winnie whether they have open spaces. Um, And that is a tremendously helpful resource for parents who are looking for care uh, to know what providers even exist, uh, Mm -hmm. how to contact them and whether they will actually have openings. Um, and this is something that like, I could not find when I had my first child. Um, it, it just like, I was shocked at the ways parents found childcare was just this kind of like offline spreadsheets or asking around or networking with other parents. Um, and it seemed crazy to me like we have even less time for networking now with other parents, yeah, uh, and we need these things to be even easier to find, and they're in fact harder um, and so that that was really the thing that I could do to uh, really impact the lives of of families, um, and we have you know a lot. A lot more to do a long way to go to make it you know we we really help right now with the discovery process of like knowing what's out there contacting those providers knowing which ones have open spaces um and and that's kind of where Winnie stops right now mm-hmm. um you know if you actually want to book your care and pay for it you're kind of doing that with the provider directly um and uh there's there's a lot in that system that's pretty inefficient so there's a lot more we can do for sure, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's being an important start and helping lots of families.
0: Yeah, for sure. And honestly, having tried to find childcare for two kids so far, it, it was so fun and so crazy, um, especially moving from, we were living in Seattle and now back in North Carolina, trying to find childcare has just been crazy. Um, so I'm so thankful for a resource like Winnie, that allows parents just, I mean, even though it's not doing the whole process from start to finish, just having like a little bit of it is like insanely helpful right now. Um, So I I think. And
1: and that, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Um, That is not uncommon. So like this generation is like more migratory. We're not necessarily living by our families. And plus we're, Doing the child care search more than once for mm-hmm. subsequent children, or as they grow up and their needs change, um, so it, it's the kind of thing that you would think like, oh, you only need it once, but it it turns out parents are actually doing the search multiple times in those mm-hmm. zero to five years, um, and the search on average is taking thirty hours per time. Uh, so that's just like a lot of a lot of wasted energy and effort that's not even going to the actual care of their children it's just like the research
0: yeah and it's so frustrating too because especially if you are a working mom or a working dad like you've got to find childcare. like there's no question
1: it's about not, it. it it's not an optional service anymore and that's a yeah. big difference you know we were asked every time we fundraise we're asked by these investors like well, why, why is this a need now? People have been figuring this out for generations. People have had kids forever. It's like, well, yeah, but there used to be a stay at home parent, and that's yeah. not the case now. And, and this service is not optional, it's required.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even if parents are staying home, like so much of our uh, market that we're working with, with moms that have decided to leave the workforce but haven't quite decided to go back. It's like the, uh, moms are staying out like an average of one to three years. And so there's this like period of time where maybe they only need a part-time child care or they need a morning child care. And I was just having a conversation this morning um, with someone who else is trying to tackle that issue. And just child care also needs to kind of be disrupted because we need this like flexible child care in our town. We actually we are so lucky to have this, like every town needs it, but it's a Montessori drop-in childcare facility where you can drop your child for up to four hours at a time. They're open like until nine o'clock at night. <laughs> there's just like, it was game changing for us. Um, but I like... And most parents don't even know about it in town because we need more things like winning uh, to be able to really show us that there's all these different opportunities and where those opportunities are. Because I know when we moved, we didn't have we were like piecing together child care until we got into a place for the fall. So it's just, it's crazy for parents. It's such an unneeded stress, honestly.
1: Yeah, we have a filter for drop-in care on our platform. And it's actually 20% of searches uh, are for this more flexible drop-in care. And it, Mm -hmm. it is because like, you know, first of all, there's no such thing as a stay-at-home parent. My, my husband is a stay-at-home dad. Yes. Um, but it, it turns out like he doesn't stay at home. Uh, he yeah. goes out and does a lot of things. And literally anytime he has a doctor's appointment, uh, he has to figure out childcare for my little one who's yeah. not yet in a, a full day preschool. Yeah. Um, he can't do anything without there being childcare. Yeah. Um, and you know he can't he can't take a sick day. There's no such thing as a sick exactly. day. Who's yeah. going to watch my daughter? I have to I have to take off work yeah. when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, drop in care is actually a massive need for families.
0: Um, it really. Is. And
1: providers, you know, we're finding that many of them offer this service. It's just very hard for them to get the word out mm-hmm. um, because there is no platform. And so, like it is it has been beneficial to allow them to list that that service on Winnie um That's and actually awesome. be connected to parents who are looking for you know maybe their their preschool is closed for a week uh or they need a day to go to doctor's appointments or whatever mm-hmm. it may
0: be, yeah, that is awesome I didn't know that you could do the drop-in child care so now everybody needs to go download Winnie and all of our moms listening go utilize that feature because truly having that drop-in child care has been like game-changing for us we're not really using it much anymore because we have um, a nanny in the afternoon and then we have preschool in the morning but nice. uh, if we didn't have that we would be using it all the time but when my nanny's sick we just go to child care <laughs> so it's very nice. helpful. Yeah, it's so essential to have that ability to have childcare, And I feel like for innovation and more moms to really start companies and really be able to truly make them happen, we have to have more ability and more comprehensive resources for parents um, like your platform. So thank you for creating that. And if you can tell us kind of what is, without giving away all your wonderful secrets, but what is your ultimate vision for Winnie?
1: Yeah, so it's simple. It's daycare and preschool for everyone. Uh, we we really feel like everyone should have access to child care. Mm-hmm. Um, that means making it way more affordable, way more available. Uh, you know, there is basically no child care that is not like on a, aside from these like set of providers that offer dropping care and some offer part-time, but they charge a lot for it. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to find childcare in a group setting. If you know, you work on the weekends mm-hmm. or you do shift work or your shift changes, mm-hmm. um, that it, it's basically non-existent. And so there are so many jobs that look like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so many people who are, who are basically locked out of, of childcare and early education, um, because their jobs don't look like the traditional nine to five job anymore, yeah. um, and and so there there's just so much to be done to make childcare truly available and accessible to families everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I am excited for seeing that vision um, and truly come to be over the next few years and into the future. I think that yeah. it is so vital, especially for parents. Um, So shifting a little, and this question is a little bit more something that I want to know more than all of our listeners yet, we're starting to gain a lot of startup founder listeners that are moms, so this will be a question that they'll appreciate. Um, So you just raised a round of funding while visibly pregnant with your third child, both you and your co-founder. So can we talk about that experience?
1: Yeah. So this, this, pa- so we just raised our series A and my co-founder and I are both pregnant, but, uh, we, it's debatable how, how visible it, it was because we were actually in our, our first trimester at the okay. time. Um, but my previous, my prior round of funding, uh, my seed round, I was in my third trimester of, of pregnancy with my, my second child, um, And so that there's no debating whether that was visible. I was like, literally, like you had to kind of like roll me into meetings. Uh, And I'm a a very small person. So when I get (laughs) pregnant, I like literally double in size. Like there's no hiding it, there's no room for the baby. It's just out there. Um, So uh, I mean, I think both of those experiences um, and even just being two co-founders that are moms, um, it, it really uh, is kind of nice in that we probably self-select out a lot of people who mm-hmm. uh, don't care about the, the real problems we're trying to solve, um, wouldn't be in it with us for the long haul anyway. Uh, and are going to be just biased about what we're capable of, and so it's nice they they don't want to talk to us anyway and <laughs> give mm-hmm. us money anyway. Um, and so, you know, while it it has meant that we've had to talk to probably more investors than your typical, you know, white male young founders, um, we we've found investors who are really aligned with what we're building, um, mm-hmm. and who really believe in us and give us a lot of freedom to take risks, to do things that, uh, don't necessarily make money right away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, uh, it's, it's been awesome. Like the investors we have <clears throat> have supported us through, you know, now many pregnancies and, uh, life situations, um, and through like changes in our company and, mm-hmm. and changes in direction. Um, and so, uh, I, I highly recommend it <laughs> raising yeah. well, while well pregnant, uh, or doing anything while well pregnant because mm-hmm. you just, you attract awesome people that way. And you kind of weed out all the losers, uh, yeah. who are going to kind of discount you or discard you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I mean, I always tell people people like look for a job when you're visibly pregnant. Like, why not? Um, The companies that wouldn't hire a visibly pregnant person are not going to be companies you want to work for. And you've just weeded them out. Um, Because I get questions all the time. Like I I can't interview now because I'm visibly pregnant. So I have to wait. And then I can go back to work. And it's like, you don't have to wait. There are plenty of companies that see the value in parents, (laughs) Winnie being one of them. You know, we, we, explicitly value having that experience when Mm -hmm. we hire people yeah Um, that is a huge bonus in our in our eyes Mm -hmm. um and so you know you will work for a company you will get investors you will partner with people who are more aligned with you if you uh don't try to hide the fact that you're pregnant or you're a parent or you have caregiving responsibilities
0: yeah for sure i i think that um I founded my last, uh, I founded a co working space for moms um, out on the West Coast and we were living there and I was totally pregnant with my kid, but we attracted so many great people when, and we weren't raising around, but we were trying to build this up in a community. Um, and we got all the great people and it was such a positive experience because we did, we weeded out the people that weren't interested in being a part of that. Um, and I feel like I'm experiencing that myself as we're getting ready to, to raise as well for momentum. And I always send out when I'm talking to an investor, my uh, founder profile, and I talk about one of my differences as being a strength is that I'm a mother and I feel like how powerful that is and how much it's helped me so much. And specifically too, for both of us, like we're working in a realm where we're helping to impact Moms and dads, you know, and we are one and we understand their pain points very deeply. Um, and I think that that is the ultimate, you know, as a founder, that can be so powerful because we get the problem. <laughs> Unlike yeah. some people that are working on startups that truly don't fully understand what that problem maybe they never experienced, what their client or, you know, their customer, um, yeah. they're creating for them. So. I love that. And I want all your investors if they were, (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. But um, anybody that is willing to support um, a company that I believe in, and that's where I go looking. And this is just a tip for, I'm sure you would share too, if not, let me know. But um, just with anybody that's going to be raising money for a company is to truly you know, look at who else they've invested in. Like, do you believe in um, those companies too? I know that that's a big factor when I'm looking at different, um, different investors to talk to. And if they're not willing to talk to you because you're a mom or visibly pregnant, then like you said, bye, (laughs) you know, just have uh, the good investors stick around.
1: Yeah, I get contacted all the time by investors who want to learn more about my company. And, And typically what they're doing is they're like doing their job of just digging for information. They're not actually looking to make an investment. And those are the type of people you don't want to waste your time on. Um, and so I, I just look at their portfolio, like, Mm -hmm. do they invest in women? Uh, and like, usually you can tell right away if they're not investing in any women, they're not actually interested in your company. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are a bunch of men on a, on a page that are investing in men. They're just trying to get information out of you. And and so I, I don't take those meetings and Mm -hmm. I I take the meetings with the, uh, investors who have women at the highest levels of their, their, you know, partnership and that invest in female led companies. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that that is just, it's so important to go that route and really just kind of not ignore the others, but thank you, but no, thank you in many ways, because they're not going to be the people that you want to stick around for five to 12 years with you as you're growing your company. So, um, so where do you look for advice and personal growth as a founder? Do you work with a mentor or do you have like a group of people that you, um, kind of look to for advice?
1: It's a good question. I feel like there are so many founders that, you know, have found this great mentor or coach, um, you know, like a paid coach perhaps. Mm-hmm. And are like, you have to, you have to get one of these, um, so far I have not found that in a single person. Mm -hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean like I don't have great advice and mentorship. I have different people that I go to for different things. Um, and you know, I would love to have like one person who can just guide me in life, uh, but have not found that yet. If if you are that person, come find me and I will pay you to coach me. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I have people that I I go to and some of them are my investors um, and, and, you know, even my board members um, that I go to for advice about my business. Um, But I have friends that I go to for advice about all other sorts of uh, both business and personal situations I'm dealing with. Um, And, you know, those people don't necessarily have to be more successful or at a higher level um they just have to be able to provide advice on that uh specific area um and be someone that that can kind of guide me with that and like it you know even my mom I would consider a mentor yeah um, when it comes to raising my children I mean she's Mm -hmm. like usually knows the answer to any problem I'm struggling with with my kids. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, you know, like, I think if you, if you, if you are like me and you haven't found that like one person, um, it doesn't mean you can't rely on people and ask them for advice. It just may be a combination. Like I wouldn't go to my mom for, product advice probably, uh, or advice like recruiting engineering talent. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have plenty of people I've worked with in the past who I can go go to for that advice.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love that you bring up your mom too. I know my mom is like my biggest cheerleader and always supported me. She has no idea exactly what I'm fully doing, but she was like, the first person to buy something on the platform and like all of oh, right. that, you know. She's like tell, she's a preschool teacher. So she like takes my business cards, which it's very valuable since all of my, you know, my ideal client is a mom. Amazing. So she's like giving them out and she's actually made some major connections for me. It's so funny. She like has no idea what she's doing in that realm, but she just gives them
1: and tells everybody about her daughter. <laughs>
0: so it's yeah. very helpful. Well, not I mean, my, my
1: uh my parents are not wealthy people at all by any nope, stretch <laughs> uh, but they invested in my company and yeah. I was like you guys you don't have the money to be doing this but yeah. they they insisted and uh I, I think it you know if you can't get your parents to believe in you uh it's gonna be hard to convince other yes, people so it does so true. to have their support
0: Yes, that's, that's wonderful. I know you've got to have that, those parents and your spouse or, you know, your partner, whoever it is behind you. I was just talking to somebody a little while ago and we were talking about how our husbands were like that first cheerleader of like, my husband told me, okay, Brooke, this is the idea that like, I'm a hundred percent behind. You've had a lot of ideas, but this one's actually going to work. And So in his own little, you know, snarky way, but it's, it was so true and I kind of needed to go, Oh, you're right. Like this really is the idea that's going to work before there was any product. Um, But Sometimes you need those people that are just kind of like pushing you to, to go forward in whatever capacity. So I love that. And I haven't found a specific person either, but I, I'm always asking other people that I look up to, um, you know, for referrals on a book or like just questions in general. I think that you can gain so much from asking multiple people too instead of just one person.
1: Yeah, and advice, you know, sometimes comes from. The place you're not necessarily looking. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just usually find like being pretty open and honest about the struggles I'm facing. Yeah. Like when people ask how it's going, like, you know, I'm usually positive and cheerful, but <laughs> if I have something that is challenging for me, um, I usually share it. And even if 90% of the advice is bad, Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes you get that like 10% that's like, oh, that, that is interesting. I should think about that. And it kind of sparks an idea that leads to a solution. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, speaking of advice, (laughs) so as a tech startup founder, um, what advice do you have for moms who are interested in entrepreneurship or starting a company?
1: Yeah. So I get this question all the time, uh, especially from, Moms who mm-hmm. are like, "How did you do it? How should I start? I don't even know where to get started." Yeah, <laughs> um, And my answer is like, literally, just get started. Like the only way you will figure it out is by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know if that means you should quit your job or get childcare in place that you're paying for, uh, so that you feel some pressure to. Mm-hmm figure things out as quickly as possible. I say, go for it. Like figure out how long you have that you can do that for. I mean, for me it was like, I worked out a budget with my husband and I was like, I can quit my job and not make any money for this amount of time. Yeah. Um, And I did it. And, Mm -hmm. and that really put a fire under me to figure things out. Um, And that might be building a, a prototype that you can start selling and earning revenue or it might be raising funding. Um, but you will only start figuring that out once you dive in. Um, and there's really nothing you can do to prepare yourself for entrepreneurship more than just diving in and start attacking the problem and testing things and building things.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's, it's such good advice. And I always tell people, um, Mickey Agraw has a book and in the book, it says, you just got to push go. And I feel like I always have to just tell myself that when I'm at a point that I need to move forward, I'm like, nope, you just got to push go and see what happens and not really worry about what's on the other side. But if you don't do that, you're never going to keep moving forward. Um, So I love that advice. Um, So obviously your husband having cancer right after you launched your company was a huge difficult thing to have gone through. Um, but what's another, uh, big difficulty that you face so far as starting a company, raising money, any of that? Um, and how are you trying to overcome it or have you, um, already overcome it?
1: Oh boy. Uh, there have been, I mean, so many bumps in the road and challenges. Um, some of them, you know, I've brought on myself, like having, with each child, it's always new challenges that I'm like, yeah. "Wow, I just made this even harder mm-hmm. um, but i wouldn't I wouldn't really call i mean those are like positive challenges that i I wanted <laughs> um, I think for us, you know one of the challenges when we got started with Winnie, we didn't quite know what we were building, mm-hmm. um, and we actually spent quite a bit of time, like a year and a half. Um, building a community and a search platform where parents could get all kinds of information, ask all kinds of questions. And we still have that community as a part of Winnie. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can ask any kind of parenting question. Um, and what we saw uh, was that people were were asking about childcare and they were searching for daycares and preschools even before we had built it. Um, and that's when we really realized that like we had a decision to make. We could keep pushing on the product that we had been building that kind of we understood and felt comfortable and like it was growing, but maybe not growing as fast as it it should have been. Um, or we could kind of change directions and, and really focus our small team on helping parents find daycare and preschool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt really uncomfortable to kind of like say, all right, the past year and a half was kind of like, we're not going to do that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it was a little bit of a, a wasted time. I mean, it wasn't a waste in retrospect because we learned yes. what we needed to build. Um, we got the insight, but like, what if we had just started with that? Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't have built all this other stuff that we didn't end up needing or using. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also had raised money already on this premise of like kind of, community and a general kind of parenting platform Mm -hmm. um, for finding things to do with your kids that was pretty vague and broad. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was difficult to be like, you know what, I was wrong. (laughs) It wasn't all these things and it's not, we're not boiling the ocean and uh, really we found the specific pain point we need to solve and we are going to just take this bet and go solve that pain point. Yeah. and and we did, and it was the right thing in retrospect, and now it's very clear, but it was it was really hard at the time to kind of say no to a lot of things that were kind of working. like yeah. it wasn't that parents hated what we had built. Uh, it was just like it wasn't the thing that was gonna give us the rapid growth and be the billion-dollar business that yeah. needed to be, especially once we had raised venture funding. Yeah. Um, and I think it's still always a struggle to to say no to things that are working mm-hmm. um, but not working well enough. Uh, yeah. Because especially when you build a product that is free. Um, and Winnie is free for parents and providers, uh, and we make money by the providers who want to promote their daycares Mm -hmm. and preschools on Winnie. Um, but anyone can use it for free. Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard to get people to say they don't like something (laughs) because it's free. Um, and so, uh, you get a lot of positive signals and you kind of, you have to just be really, really honest with yourself when something isn't as positive as it needs to be. And mm-hmm. I, I think at the stage that we're at, like it still has to be an order of magnitude better yeah. for it to be worth doing. Um, mm-hmm. It can't just be incrementally better. Um, yeah. And so that that is still something that's really difficult to say no <laughs> yeah. and to prioritize.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I know that we will experience those growing things <laughs> as time yeah. goes on. Luckily, when you're building a marketplace, people really tell you what
1: they want right. made really quickly
0: because and they want more benefit of, yeah, of
1: Yeah. Of like having a product that makes money from day one. Yes. You will yes. get that feedback a lot faster.
0: Yes. No. And that's why like we could, like we have algorithms coming down the pipeline. We have a lot of stuff coming. Um, but I was like, no, we're just going to launch because we already have the platform. Like we are, people can already make money. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, we are dumb. If we don't start making money one and two, like this just gets people excited because they're making money. And so sure. then they'll want all of the other stuff that we're going to provide them. So yeah, just that same thing, just kind of going for it is so important um, and not kind of worrying too much about, um, I think a lot of moms, just because we're so much worrying about our children or, you know, worrying about all of these things or just general uh, female um always having to kind of have our ducks in the row, uh, quote quote, we're afraid to kind of take those risks. So I love when I get to hear other moms that are just going at it and doing amazing things. Um, So thank you for sharing about that. And Winnie has now pivoted and is doing great and you've raised more money and you guys will just continue to grow, I am sure because it's such a needed platform. But how can our listeners support you and support Winnie?
1: review your daycare or preschool on Winnie. Mm. Uh, So we have tons of parents now who come to us looking for childcare, Mm -hmm. um, especially because we rank in Google search results for like any location where we have enough traction. Uh, So you'll, you know, search for San Francisco daycare and like Winnie's at the top. So we have tons of parents who are coming to Winnie to find daycares and preschools, but parents who have who are currently have enrolled their ch- child in a daycare or preschool or who have maybe older children who are past that age, mm-hmm. um, aren't necessarily coming to Winnie as frequently, um, or at all. And mm-hmm. the, they actually hold this really valuable information, which is the, the review, uh, information about the, the childcare provider they used. And, mm-hmm. uh, whether they not only just like their program, but like what kind of child would be a great fit for that program. Yeah. My I've now been at with three different preschools because we've moved and mm-hmm. uh, my daughter is grown up. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think there are like things about each one that I would say, you know, it's perfect for this kind of kid, maybe not as much for this kind of kid, um, even though she's had pretty positive experiences at all of them. So um, that information is so valuable to parents on Winnie, uh, and we're always trying to get parents to review their childcare providers. Um, you can do so anonymously. Uh, and we also like moderate all the reviews we get to make sure they're accurate and it's not, you know, a spammy review yeah. or from a disgruntled employee of that business. <laughs> um, so we keep the quality really high. Um, so no. we always, you know, need more real reviews from real parents who sent their child to that provider. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's free to free to review your daycare preschool. You're helping them out a lot because yeah. providers with reviews on their Winnie page are much more likely to be contacted by parents. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that would be a huge help to not just me but families looking for childcare.
0: Yeah. Reviews are so powerful and that is a big thing on our platform too. So I hope that everybody will go after listening to this episode and download the Winnie app. If you've not downloaded it yet, we will also put all of the links, um, in the show notes and also just go follow Sarah on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, you need to get on Twitter. That's my Poster from being a Twitter employee's (laughs) wife. Um, But go get on Twitter. Uh, She shares so much fun stuff from motherhood. And also, you can follow her on Instagram. Um, It makes, I love following you and other like. CEOs of startups <laughs> that are moms because it makes me feel more like okay I'm good I'm good like <laughs> life is crazy no matter what we're doing we're building these amazing companies but when we come home life is the same yeah um, and I think it just helps to just make motherhood and working motherhood um, so much more relatable so thank you for sharing your life with us um, and you growing a business with us so. Thank you so much for your time today, Sarah. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Of course.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of Momentum Radio. Check out the show notes to learn more about Sarah and her awesome company, Whitney. While you are there at www.momentummarket.io, sign up for our platform to buy, sell, or list your services. You can purchase a mom-made good or hire a mom for a service. Momentum is on a mission to get moms paid so they can lead a flexible life and we need your support to do that. You can donate to our crowdfunding campaign on iFundWomen until December 15th to help us raise money for an app. An app equals more buyers which equals more money in mom's pockets and we need your help to do that. Thank you again for listening and all of your support. Have a great week mamas. Talk to you next time.